Hello, welcome to the Accountable Love Podcast, where love means being accountable. My name is Aziz, and today we're going to talk about why do we argue in our relationship. People hear the word argue, and they hear heated, stress, drama, closed off. That's not what an argument is all about. Actually, arguing is an opportunity to merge different ideas until we can come to agreement. If you're arguing with somebody you love or respect, then you know that you have an open ear as well as an open mouth. Y'all constantly go back and forth until you come to a resolution. So start looking at arguing as progress. Stop looking at it as the destruction of a relationship. All right, enjoy. Hey, hey, hey. Now, the reason we argue is for, you know, various reasons, various reasons why we argue. But the healthy reason we should argue is to actually have purpose, to actually come to a resolution, to actually come to an agreement, an agreement. But when we sit and we have discussions regarding, you know, our disagreements, why are we disagreeing? I think we need to ask ourselves the first question. Why are we disagreeing? We need to ask ourselves, who are we disagreeing with? And we need to ask ourselves, what is our reason for having this back and forth is it going to benefit us is it going to rip us apart is it going to give us answers is it going to overall help our relationships now we always look at different means of arguing so the first thing we want to always have an understanding of is arguing is not a bad thing we tend to look at the emotional side of it the irrational side of it a heated discussion and that's all we read when we read a you know, a definition to fit our narrative, to fit our understanding. But we argue because we have opposite views or opposite opinions or opposite, an opposite understanding. And the first thing, reason why we argue is because we want to get our point across. But the first thing we need to first realize is you can argue in a courtroom. And in a courtroom, obviously, y'all on separate sides of the spectrum, y'all on different sides, opposing sides. And one person is trying to actually win the argument. They're trying to get freedom or they're trying to send somebody to prison or they're trying to get money. You know, there's various ways we can look at the court system. But for the most part, they're opposing sides. They're not on the same side. They're not trying to come to an overall agreement. They're trying to either say they're not guilty or they're guilty of whatever action they're being accused of. But when we're having discussions with in our relationships, we need to start by remembering that we are on the same team. We are supposed to be allies. So when we're having any argument or any disagreement, the overall point shouldn't be to validate yourself. It should be to encourage the relationship to move forward in a productive manner. So that first starts with understanding who you're arguing with. You need to understand that. Do you think this person is in your best interest? Do you think this person's in your best benefit? Do you think this person is your ally? Do you think they're on your team? Do you think they're on your side? Or do you think that they're just trying to get their voice heard, their point across? They're just trying to look out for themselves. They're all about them. And if you believe that they're not on your team, they're your enemy and they're not about them. Is it truly a relationship? 
Is it truly something that you believe can flourish if you have a negative view on the person? Now, we're not just talking about in the moment. In the moment, we all lose it. In the moment, we all have the ability to be irrational. But if you understand that rationale stems from basically wanting to identify and have an identity and have a clear understanding of where that person exists in the relationship or where that person, you know, how that person could benefit the relationship, then yeah, they're being irrational at the time. But the overall understanding is that they're on your team, they're on your side. They're just, they just happen to be wrong and they happen to be in an emotional state that's not allowing them to think logically or logically. But at the end of the day, they're on your team, they're on your side. So who are you arguing with? Are you arguing with a spouse that you're on your way out, you're fed up, you're tired, you really don't want to be in a relationship no more? Or are you having a discussion with a spouse that you actually want to be in a relationship with, you admire, you understand their strengths and weaknesses, you fully have a clear understanding of who they are. And you're trying to make sure that your relationship continues in a productive manner. Know who you're arguing with. Are you arguing with a friend that you believe is selfish, has self-interest, is always trying to do what's best for them? Ask yourself if that's even what you would call a friend. Are you arguing with a friend that's your ally, somebody that you believe will overall be on your team, overall believe that, you know, y'all though y'all on opposite sides, their whole idea, the whole point of point or perspective is to come to understanding or a resolution. That is what you would call a friend. You just don't agree at the moment. And y'all taking the time and putting in the work and the patience to actually find a way where y'all can come to a resolution, a solution so y'all can move forward together. I mean, and that brings us to why we argue. Why are we arguing? What's the purpose of each argument you're having? Is the purpose to exert, inflict you or to, um, is your point to basically push your values and views on somebody else? Or is your point to just explain to the person where your point of view is on that particular subject? And at the same time, they're going to say where their particular point is on that subject. In doing that, we got to argue fair. We have to have a fair understanding of why we are in the argument in the first place. It's supposed to be to actually come to a resolution and actually move in the same direction with the same idea of how to move and get to that direction because we want to walk together. So in turn, when you're having discussions or you're having arguments, first thing you have to do is eliminate the things that y'all do have in common. Think of the things y'all do have in common and don't use them as a way of having the discussion or the debate or the argument. First thing I'm going to say, we are, I'm only human. When you use that term in the midst of a heated battle or argument, you see how it applies to both people. Both people are human. So it's an unfair advantage. It's an argument that you're now implying that this person doesn't deem you human or they don't deem themselves human. Or in turn, you don't deem them human. If we're both human, we got to start from somewhere else because we're both having the discussion. We're both, you know, at on opposite ends. And we both need to have a clear understanding of where we're going. So saying we are only human, both people are human. So let's eliminate that as an argument or a, a talking point. 
Now, saying you're not taking or validating my emotions. On both ends, if you want your emotions specifically validated and they want their emotions specifically validated, you are going nowhere because both people have emotions. Whether one person's on this end of it and one person's on the other end of it, one person's crying, one person's upset. You both have emotions. So in that in turn, you can't now say you're not validating my emotions. You're not understanding my emotions. You're not taking my emotions into account when it comes to an argument. Think about it. If you can now say that other person has an emotion, but you just expect that person to focus on your emotions. Think about what that says about you. Who's the one that's not paying attention that they're actually talking to another human being that actually has emotions? Is it the person that's upset, yelling and screaming? And maybe they're wrong for yelling and screaming. Maybe they're talking down to you. But I think that's the talking point. You're talking down to me. You're degrading me. You're not giving me a time. You're not giving me adequate time to, you know, get across my perspective before you lash out or you try to overtalk me and explain your perspective. Those are things that can be measured. Those are things that will separate you from the other person, because if you're allowing that to occur and they aren't allowing it to occur, then obviously they need to follow your lead and now listen and then respond. But you can't say they're not factoring in your emotions because both people have emotions. So you want to eliminate, you want to also eliminate that as one of your talking points or your arguments. Because that's not going to get you anywhere. Both people have it. So when we now say one person is not doing one side of it, but understanding by saying that same, you know, making that same point, you're not doing this, you're doing the same thing in return because that person has emotion. So you're not factoring them in because no matter how they're displaying the emotion, right, wrong or indifferent, they do have emotion. And when you use the word emotion, that is a wide range and a wide, and a wide spectrum. We get out, we have different types of emotions. So please don't say, you know, I have emotions. When we're also having discussions or arguments, never lose track of the purpose. The purpose is, again, to come to a resolution, have a clear understanding of what we both agree on, what we both took from the discussion, and try to move as a unit. That's a relationship. Anything other than that is not a relationship. Because if you're not moving as a unit, you're not moving on one accord, you're not moving together, you're not relating, you're not in a relationship. You're tolerating each other, you're probably coexisting, you're probably, you know, sharing each other's space, you're probably getting through life with each other, but you're not in a relationship. Because a relationship is about having a clear understanding of where y'all both want to move and not feeling less than within the relationship feeling like the relationship represents you and the other person feeling like the relationship represents them. And that takes coming to agreements. That takes a lot of arguing because we all, again, have different minds. We all arrived at things at a different time. And sometimes we cross paths where we don't agree and we need to now resolve it before we move. We need to actually stand still before we move forward to resolve it so we can move forward on the same, on one accord. So, Again, understand the purpose. So again, with that purpose in mind, please do not say that the person is a know-it-all. They think they know everything. 
Bottom line is that's too broad and it's unfair. You know, we know we can prove. And saying that person knows everything is also saying that you know that that person doesn't know everything. How about that person knows they don't know everything, but they think they're right about all the things that they do know? And how about you think you're right about all the things you do know? So that's why y'all are in conflict. That's why y'all have a disagreement, because if I thought you was right about it and you thought you was right about it, we're both on the same side. If you thought I was right, I mean, I thought you was right about it and you thought you was right about it. We're both on the same side. The only reason we're in conflict or we're arguing is because one person believes that the other person is wrong and the other person believes that that other person is wrong. We disagree. So don't now fight or have a debate off of unfair tactics because it's not worth it. You can't have an argument off of unfair tactics. Saying that somebody is doing something to you without proving what's being done is an unfair tactic to use broad statements like, you know it all, is an unfair tactic because they're just saying they know what they know. And at the same time, you're saying you know what you know. But what you really want to say is you feel they like have a stronger personality than you. They're wittier than you. They maybe speak faster than you. I have people that I actually, when I'm having a discussion, I speak faster than they do. I have, you know, I have a way with my words. I can, you know, formulate my arguments a lot quicker, things of that nature. I have people that text me 20 times before I get one text off. They text faster than me. And while we're texting, I can, you know, I have to read and read and read because I feel like I can't get a point in edgewise. That's not because I can't get a point in edgewise and it's not because they're doing something to me. It's because they excel and now I'm in their arena trying to have a discussion. So it's up to me to say, you know, once you know, once you finish this point, let me get this point in because I can't type as fast as you type. So you ask them to not only meet you where you're at to some degree, you're asking them to slow down so you actually get your point across and then you can see if y'all, you know, the points y'all making are valid. Now, when having these back and forth, we really want to deal with reason and evidence. We want to bring up things that are going on that's going to support our, our argument or our standpoint. So in relationships, when we're going through things with people, we tend to start having debates about things you can't rewind. Life is not filmed unless you're on a reality show. Life is happening in real time at this moment, at that moment. You have to really have faith in the people around you to try to do the right thing or say the right thing or make sure that they're recording what's being said in real time, that they're taking you in, you're taking them in. And y'all can remember the things that's being said. Now, most of us, as we get older, we store things in our long, we store things in our long-term memory by connecting it to other things. So, we know who we are as people. We know what we won't do. We know what we will do. We know what our intentions are. We know what we, you know, intended on doing. But when we now are having discussion, we have to be meaningful. When you are very meaningful and mindful, you are better equipped to remember what you're doing and why you're doing it, how you're doing it. So be meaningful and be mindful of what's going on because in real time, once we're having a discussion about something that happened three days ago, you got to try to bring a point for point 
and you got to think somebody or hope somebody is paying attention to your point and then you're paying attention to their point and you're dealing with the person, which goes to the first understanding, know who you're talking to. So you got to factor in who you're talking to. But at the same time, first thing you start off with reason and evidence. Why do I, why am I having this perspective, this point of view, and can I support it? And they're now coming out with why do I have this point of view and can they support it? You can't support your argument no matter what you feel, because both people have feelings. Then you're not going to fare well if you can't support your argument. And that means that nine times out of 10, you're basing it off of how you feel and less on what happened. Because what happened can always be supported and could always have evidence. I'm not saying that a person without actually seeing it and actually going through it and actually having it in the recording, they're going to take your word for it. But at least you have valid things to support it. You can't say something happened in the summer when it happened in the winter. That's not supporting it. That's not having a, 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 strong, a strong argument. But at the same time, when you can't agree on that, because we both have different memories and we both have different ideas of what happened. We both have, you know, we both recall it differently. Our memories, you know, one may be better than another. So that leads us to track record. After you can't, with reason and evidence, support what's being said, you move on to track record. Who's more likely to remember what went on? Who's more likely to be mindful of what went on? Who's always in or most of the time in the other person's best interest? Who's most of the time in self-interest? That's when you start really merging in who the person is in character into your debate because we can't prove what happened three days ago based on the fact that we have no physical evidence, no visual evidence. What we have is our memory of what happened. So we're now having a discussion based on track record. And track record is what you build over time. It's what you have a clear understanding with over time. It's what you know that this person is more likely to do because if we're gambling and or we're, you know, putting putting everything, you know, putting our, our valuables up, we really want to go closer to a sure thing, something that we support, that we really truly believe in. Now, it may not hit and it may not be accurate for the moment, but it is a high percentage you'll hit it because what you're going to go with, the 90% or the 10%. I always find it funny how when we're having debates and we're having arguments, now you can roll with the 10% thing. Like, it's not always. When a person is having a discussion with you, we all have a clear understanding that always at this particular time means most of the time. It's probably slang for most of the time. It's probably a word that we use and probably overuse, but we use it. We can't say not everybody does X, Y, and Z. Most people, when they're talking, they're talking about most, most of the time. They're not talking about everybody. Don't pick that time to start pointing out how insensitive and how they're not taking in everybody into account. Don't start doing that. Don't start now being quality assurance. Nobody wants to now deal with the quality assurance unless they're in a business situation 
or unless you're in a dialogue where you're now giving them extra facts to add to something to support their argument. But in the midst of the argument or the midst of the debate, don't start nitpicking and saying, well, everybody doesn't think the way you think. Everybody doesn't do things the way you do. I was obviously saying that in this relationship, in this particular situation, we should have done it the way I, I said to do it, or we should do it the way I'm saying to do it because it's more efficient and more effective. And when you now are challenging it, you better support that and show that the way you're doing it and the way you're supposed to do it may be more supportive or maybe something that a person could actually do and more accurate. And they'll achieve their goal a lot more efficiently and effectively and in a better manner. If you can't prove that, then when we're having arguments and we're having discussions, we're not getting through to each other because we're not dealing with best practice. Again, I'm going to repeat every so often throughout this podcast. The point of having an argument is to come to a resolution and move as one unit when you're in a relationship. That should be the whole point. If you're doing it for validation, just for personal gain, just so I can feel like I'm validated and yeah, you don't know everything and people are different. That's not why you're in a relationship. Strangers are different. The reason you're in a relationship is because y'all agreed to do things a little more the same. Not the things that make you who you are, but the thing when you actually are walking and when you actually cross paths and you actually start having a debate, you really are typically debating about faith, debating about raising children, debating about you know, how we're gonna, how we're gonna situate something long-term, where we're gonna move, how, you know, we're, we're gonna talk about things that are long-term planning. And when we're having those discussions and them different ideas, like we need to come to understanding the resolution and we need to do it by stating the facts and first understanding that we're equals in this. We're not, Somebody's not stronger and weaker than another person or we wouldn't be in a relationship. We work on one accord. But there are places people are stronger and weaker at in the relationship. Don't take that as a chance to now make, make the other person feel like they're treating you like you're inferior. And don't treat people like they're inferior. Don't use that as a chance when you feel you got their, your foot on their neck to now squash it. It's all about lifting each other up, but at the same time, it's all about getting each, each other's point across is that this particular time, y'all are disagreeing. It's not that y'all not friends, but y'all are going to go hard for your perspective and your point of view. But when you're having the argument, assure that that point of view is something that you understand the other person also has a point of view. So y'all are arguing about equal perspectives. And y'all got to find a way to give each other an understanding of why each, each person's perspective will benefit the relationship, will benefit the whole, will benefit the overall. If y'all having a debate of some, about something that doesn't, you know, that really doesn't pertain to y'all. Okay, it's cool to have different views. It's cool to have a different understanding. It's cool to, you know, understand why this person thinks this and why this person thinks that. And y'all can sit on the opposite sides of that and Keep it moving. But you're agreeing to say, OK, I see where you're coming from. It really doesn't hurt us one way or another. So we can actually move in different in different agreements or different understandings or we can move in different lifestyles in that department because it doesn't really affect us. 
So when we are having arguments, it's because this, we feel, will ultimately affect us. You know, you ever sit down and you watch a TV show and you hear a person randomly say, you know, I hate these type of people. And you're looking around you and there's two friends that's those type of people or you're that type of person. And the person doesn't even grasp the concept of you're now saying you don't like me or you're saying you don't like those two people. And you challenge them because the best thing in life is to catch each other where they have blind spots. Don't be afraid to have conflict when you see a blind spot because this person is going to be delusional. They're going to say it's different. I'm not saying you. Why you got to take it this way? Why you got to take it that way? Why you got to make this deeper than what it is? They're going to go that route. But it's your job at that point because you can see a lot clearer because you're actually listening and observing and connecting. And they're not connecting the dots. They just want to say what they want to say because they're watching the TV show and they're charged in an emotional state. You at this time, you're sitting back, you're watching, you're engaging. Excuse me. Observing the state of being or the state of mind that they're in. So at the end of the day, you're now going to have the discussion with them. You're going to ask them, you know, why do you hate this character when they kind of resemble this person? Why do you think that you don't like this person? Why do you think it's a hate towards this person when you have two people, three people in your life that share those same qualities? And they may have a full understanding of what's going on. This person exhibits this quality and aligned with other qualities that show that they're selfish in this understanding. This person exhibits, the people I'm around may exhibit those qualities, but that's not who they are. They exhibit these qualities, and though I don't like that about them, when they exhibit these qualities, they have more qualities that I do admire and I do like. So then you get into a deeper discussion. Oh, so what, what else do you not like about the person you're seeing on TV? Because I'm just assuming based on what they display, you don't like them. Yeah, I misspoke. This is what the situation is. This person is doing this, and this person is doing this, and this person is doing this. And every time they do it, it's for selfish gain. It's to get ahead. It's for them. They don't care who they step on or who they walk over to get past. But when you do it, or our friends do it, that I don't really like that it's done. I don't think the intention is for personal gain. I just think you're not paying attention. So can I bring it to your attention a lot more? Because, yeah, it does bother me, but it doesn't bother me to the extent where I'm going to allow a relationship to sever because you have other attributes that I truly admire and I truly understand and I truly, you know, respect. So and that. It, we're keeping that in mind. I weigh it all out. And obviously I'll point out that I really don't like this about what you do. But how many times am I going to point it out? If you're not changing it, I don't want to change it. I mean, you don't want to change it. And I still say, OK, without changing it, you're still the person I want in my life. I have now at that moment, I'm agreeing to accept it. So I'm not going to point it out. In this situation, I'm watching it from afar. And this person exhibits a lot more of those behaviors, which I can't get with because not only do they have a behavior that I don't like, they have several behaviors that I don't like that makes them the overall person. You have to have the patience to express yourself. You have to have patience to explain. At that moment, we was on opposite sides. At that moment, I mean, I challenged them. 
And I'm like, yo, if you don't agree with this situation or you disagree with this, why are you friends with this person, this person or me? And I have the same tendency. And they were able to explain it. They didn't, yo, cut me off and you getting too deep and, you know, try to small, small change it. Because though we watching the TV show at that particular moment, our relationship is more important. And they showed me the relationship was more important and getting on the same page was more important. They broke it down to me. We might have paused the show or paused the movie. Even if they said, okay, let's talk about this after the show. I mean, I'm making a comment right now, but we definitely could revisit that. But we can't pause the show. We can't. We're watching a movie. All right. But you better believe it's coming back up. And you better believe, like, you better believe we're going to resolve it. Because if we don't, it's going to fester. So the worst arguments is the ones that's not had. The worst arguments are the ones that you feel you don't want to get into. The worst arguments are the ones that you have within yourself to actually start an argument. These people are in your life, this is a relationship. Like Nike says, just do it, man. Like at the end of the day, it's, gonna, it's not going to cost you anything but time and patience and getting on the same page, but what it's going to give you is far more than it's going to lose or you're going to lose from it. Because even if you lose the friend, even if you lose the spouse, even if y'all move on from the relationship, you understand that both of y'all just was on a different page and you didn't waste each other's time. You didn't take not one more moment of their time and going in the same direction when you rather go in a different one. The whole point of traveling through life together and walking through life together and love being a group journey is so you can walk together. And in doing that, you do have to agree on the things you deem important. Things you deem to promote your lifestyle, promote your, your livelihood, and to give you quality of life. We get to stop, we need to stop being in relationships where we feel we're scared of having arguments, we're scared of the conflict. We need to stop being in relationships where we feel we have to fight unfair just to get our way. If you're not equipped to back up your point with reason and evidence, why should a person give you your way just because you're, you feel a way? Think about that. That's abuse. Just because you feel a way is never good enough. Just because you can throw little sayings out there like, you know, you're not, you don't listen that's not really helping the discussion. That's just labeling the, labeling the person. And then at that point, you got to back up that label. So it kind of distracts the argument. But we all do it. I have done it. It's not saying that I haven't done it. And in real time, as I matured, I was able to say, yeah, yeah, that's a distraction. Let me just get back on track on what we're having an argument about. And we'll deal with that later. Because all it does is now say that you are this person. I can't do this with you. And in turn, that person is going to withdraw their friendship. As I always say, a healthy relationship is give and take. So when you take, I take. That's what it's about. You can't keep taking because eventually I'm going to feel slighted and I'm going to start taking. And that's no longer a relationship. And you can't just give, give, give because you're going to be burnt out. And overall, if you're giving, I'm giving, and you're giving, I'm giving, it's standing in the middle. Nobody's taking it. So we have to give and take for us to have a healthy relationship. And for us to have a healthy argument, we have to first understand that each person is convicted in their 
arguments or their point of views. Stop disconnecting from it. Stop believing because they have a point of view or perspective that you now in turn on being heard. They want to be heard as well. That's all they're saying. I want to be heard. You want to be heard. But if somebody's over talking you, somebody's overstepping, that's also an unfair advantage. You have to, it's your job to point it out. It's your job, not their job. We got to stop putting it on somebody else. Because let's be honest, if somebody leaves money on the floor, you take it, you take it. You know what I mean? Like you, they dropped it, you took it. And most people are going to give you or take what you give. That's what it is. So at the end of the day, we need to now have a structure of why we argue. But we have to know the purpose of arguing. We have to know why we argue. We have to know why, who we're arguing with. We have to have a clear understanding of, you know, the things that we do in arguments that's going to hurt or affect the progression of the argument. Because we're going to argue for seven hours if we each have a point of view that's not being heard or not being seen or not being listened to. Sometimes we argue for seven hours because we really can't see where that point of view intersects. And at the end of those arguments, if you have to agree to disagree, your relationship would never be the same. But at the end of the arguments, if y'all could come to an agreement and y'all can show that y'all actually can go through disagreements and actually come out on the same side, your relationship is better for it. Because now you know that you're stronger. You know that y'all on the same page. You know if you ever disagree with somebody, you have an ally. You have somebody who's willing to take the time to put in the work and put in the effort and make you a purpose. I mean, make you a priority, excuse me. And actually have that back and forth with you. Why do we argue? We're not in court when we're arguing with people in our relationship. Because we're not on opposing sides, even though we have a different perspective of what we're talking about. We got to keep in mind we're on the same side as far as a relationship. But what we're doing is we're fighting to relate. That's why we're having an argument. But if you're no longer fighting to relate and you're just fighting for self-preservation and you're just fighting for selfish wants and to be validated, because you should always already feel like you have a purpose or a reason in that relationship. Nothing should take that away from you. You should always understand in any room you're in the purpose you serve. That's up to you to know. It's not up for somebody else to reinforce. When somebody's not giving you everything that you deserve, it's up to you to open your mouth and say, listen, this is what I stand for. I'm not good at this. I'm not good at this. I'm not good at this, but I know I'm great at this. So when we cross those lines, you got to fight to make sure them lines aren't crossed. But when we have an argument, understand what you, where you stand. Understand that you, you have a purpose in this person's life. They have a purpose in your life. So we're not arguing about validation. We're not arguing about who serves what purpose in each other's lives. What we're arguing about is how can we move in this department in one unit, whether it's going out to eat dinner, whether it's picking a restaurant, whether it's, you know, how to raise children, whether it's, you know, how to progress with our friendship, whether it's, you know, what movie we're going to watch. Regardless of what it is, anything that we want to end up at the same place at the same time, it's going to be something that's worth having a discussion about. Everybody doesn't like the person that goes with you and then complains about being with you the whole time or goes with you and acts like they're giving you your way 
and they're doing you a favor. When we go somewhere, let's make sure we're both getting something out of it. Make sure we argued to a point where we both came out with a grin on something that we both feel we're getting from it. Because that's why we don't ever, ever use compromise. We use agreement. Because in an agreement, both people are getting. In compromise, somebody sees themselves losing. It's a different mindset. It's a different mentality. So at the end of the day, when you're all, when you're all having arguments and you're all having debates or disagreements, if these are people you care about, put in the time and effort and think and sit back and really come up with reason and evidence on why your argument is, is, is supported or come up with reason and evidence why their argument is supported and come to an agreement based on what's out there and how the, the discussion was supported. But the main focus is both people have to see it, both people have to agree on it, and both people have to walk together in it. That's the whole point of argument, with purpose, so we can do things as one unit and move forward as one unit. It's a relationship. We're here to relate. So everybody, don't be afraid to argue. It's healthy in a relationship. It's not the argument that's the problem. It's the inability to come to a resolution that's the problem. So think about that. This is another Accountable Love podcast. My name's Aziz, and I hope you know everybody starts to argue more effectively. All right, enjoy. 